Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Turn with me to Ezekiel. And uh, if you've got a Bible, you can turn in your Bible. Um, if you've got it on your iPhone or your iPad, you can do that. Or, or if you don't have one, that's all right. You can look at the screen. It's going to come up. I'm going to read this story in Ezekiel 37 and verse 1. It's a, prof- it's a prophetic vision that Ezekiel had. And it says here, the hand of the Lord, this is what he saw. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley and it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them all around. Behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God of these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you or tendons on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied. And it was as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and a and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered over them, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, "Prophesy to the breath." Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds of breath and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. It's a great story, and it's, it's such a powerful prophetic picture that I think we can learn so much from when it comes to facing difficult situations in our life. Because how many know that we are always facing some kind of thing that we want God to do a miracle in? I love this story because this story, when I read it, and I've read it so many times before, but when I read this story, again, it jumped out at me. The, 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 the purpose that was wrapped up in these dry bones that had actually died. And when God revealed this picture to Ezekiel, He showed Ezekiel that even though the situation that these bones may represent in our life, even though these bones are dead, my purpose that is in them is not dead if you would just prophesy over it. And I want to tell you, and I feel it in my heart and in my spirit tonight, that some of you are facing situations that in the natural, it looks dead and dry and finished. But I want to tell you that I felt God stir me to tell you tonight that the purpose is still alive. 
that its destiny is in there, even though you cannot see it, even though the dream might be dead, even though the situation may look dead, the purpose that God has declared over it is not dead. It will come alive. There's something powerful about supernatural purpose. And there is something upon your life. You were created, you were designed, whether you have chosen God to follow and be your Lord and Saviour or not, there is a supernatural purpose that's upon your life. And I wanna tell you, a natural thing cannot stop a supernatural purpose. Doesn't matter what it is that you're facing, doesn't matter what it is that you're working through, what you're dealing with, you need to understand and be reminded tonight that you were created for a supernatural purpose. It's not a natural thing. If it was a natural thing that you were called to do, then a natural thing could possibly stop it. But the calling that's upon your life goes above the natural, it's supernatural. You were created to do things that you can't do on your own. You were called to go places that you couldn't open doors to get you there. You were called to do things that you cannot possibly do with your natural gifting and ability. What's upon your life is supernatural. This is what this story spoke to me as I read it again. It spoke to me in a fresh way of the power of a supernatural purpose and understanding that our purpose upon our life is supernatural. This story begins by Ezekiel saying that the hand, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley full of bones. Isn't it crazy when we talk about the hand of the Lord coming upon us so often, we talk about God coming upon us and taking us to great places, don't we? When we've, we talk about the hand of God, we, we, we talk about the hand of the Lord coming upon me and taking me to a place of blessing. We talk about the hand of the God of the Lord coming upon me and taking me to a place of great breakthrough or a place of great a great platform or, or a great place of provision. But in this story and what Ezekiel saw, he says the hand of the Lord was upon me and took me to a valley, took me to a dry place. The hand of the Lord came upon me and took me to a place where I was surrounded by death and dryness. That jumped out at me and it confused me a little bit. But then as I began to look at it, I started to think about what God has called us to do and what a, part, a huge part of our suit, the supernatural purpose that's upon our life. That you need to understand when you recognise what your supernatural purpose is, you understand that your purpose is greater than just you. That's why God will take someone with a supernatural purpose and put you in a dry, dead place. So that purpose that's upon your life will change what's dead around you and speak life into dead people around you. Some of you need to stop worrying and stop trying to, to, to declare things and trying to, to pray over situations that are outside of you and around you and understand that the change that God wants to do in that valley and dry place, He's already begun by putting you there. Because the supernatural purpose that's in you is about to come out of you and is about to turn things around outside of you because what's in you is bigger than who you are. 
Those young people that you're in your high school or you're in your college and you look around and you just see craziness. You don't see godliness. You don't see people loving the Lord and living for Jesus. And some of you, maybe you don't go to a Christian school or you don't go to a Christian college and you think, man, it would be so much easier if I could just be in a Christian school or be in a Christian college with my Christian friends. Maybe so. But understand that if you are positioned there, you're not there by mistake. God has put you there as a change agent and He's picked you up and He's got supernatural purpose upon your life. And He's put you in a dry place to prophesy to dry bones and say that these bones will live. And God's about to touch my school and touch my campus and He's going to do it through me. The main thing is, is you cannot let what is outside get in you. The same way a boat will stay afloat, providing what is outside of the boat won't get inside of the boat. When do we begin to sink in our purpose is when we allow the things that are around us to start to get inside of us. When our purpose starts to slip and we start to, when do we start to not affect the change that God has called us to affect? When we start to become the world, like the world that God has called us to change. See, Ezekiel, he said he was, he brought me to a valley of dry bones. But Ezekiel understood that even though I'm in it, I'm not of it. Even though He's put me here, I'm not like them. I don't act like them. I don't talk like them. God has positioned me here not to be moulded into how they are, but to prophesy over them and to declare change. Why has God put free chapel in Orange County? God has put free chapel in Orange County, not so we can just have a nice pretty kumbaya here on a Sunday and just be and just gather together and sing a few songs and have pretty lights. But He's put us here to be a change agent here in Orange County to usher in a move of God and a revival that will declare over a dry place and will speak over a dry place. Again, he said to me in verse 4, he said, prophesy. Prophesy, it means to, it's declaring, it's declaring. It means to speak, means to speak by inspiration. When it's talking about speaking by inspiration, when you are called to prophesy, this is what's, what's happening in here. It's, it's understanding that when you're inspired by God, you catch something in your spirit, that then is declared out of your mouth. But you cannot prophesy something that you don't first carry within you. That's why you got to be someone. That's why when we had these people down the front here, that's what I believe God was doing under the power of the Spirit is He was giving you a vision for what He's called you to declare. That when you have your moments with God and your time with God, that's why it's so important that you hear the voice of God because the Holy Spirit will inspire you in your spirit what He wants you to declare. You've got to get that vision from God that, that stirs you up. 
is getting that that vision. What it is, is it's the ability to see above and beyond the majority. God's supernatural vision is always contrary to our natural sight. Over your situation, over the valley that you're facing, over the bones that are around you. What do you see? Not what do you see, but what do you see? Because if you can catch it, if you can get a glimpse of it in your spirit, in your heart, then you've got the authority to prophesy it over your situation. You've got to get it because when you, when you can see it, when you can grasp it in your spirit, when you can see your high school being turned around, when you can see your kids getting saved, When you can see God restoring, if you can't see it, get with God and say, Holy Spirit, help me to see it. Give me a spiritual vision. Help me to catch it. There's something unstoppable about someone that gets a supernatural vision in their heart. This is what God spoke to Ezekiel in this vision. And he said, "I I want you to see it and then I want you to prophesy it. It's got to happen in me before it can happen through me. The breakthrough that God has called you to prophesy over has got to happen in you first before you can declare it. Some of you, the breakthrough that you're believing for, God is wanting to do the work in you. Then you, Therefore, you will then carry the authority to declare and prophesy over it to see it turned around. He goes on and he, he, he declares, the Lord showed me this. I've never seen this, this before. Then says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you. The Lord tells him to prophesy and to declare over them that they're going to live in verse 5. But then in verse 6, what the Lord does is the Lord gives him the stages by which he's going to bring about life into these bones. I want to give you the four stages of a supernatural purpose. The first thing that he tells him I'm going to do is I'm going to put sinews, sinews, attendance. If you look up what tendons do, it says a tendon is a fibrous, fibrous connective tissue which attaches muscle to bone. What a tendon does is a tendon attaches the, the, the bone and the muscle together. The work of a tendon happens under the surface. The work of a tendon, if, if we're to look at the, our natural bodies... And, and, and understand what a tendon is doing. You can't see what a tendon's doing. You can only see the effect of a tendon. This, I believe, is, is talking, when we're, when we're talking about in regard to our supernatural purpose, what I believe this stage one is referring to and what God is talking about is the underground work that God is wanting to do in our life that no one else sees. See, we always celebrate in society the exterior 
success. But you have to understand in order for us to work in true exterior success, there's got to be an internal work that happens first. That your gift may get you to a place, but your character will keep you there. That we in society are so in love with character, uh, so in love with gifting and ability, we will elevate somebody to a platform that their integrity cannot handle. Then when they fall, we criticise them and we ridicule them. Well, we were the idiots that put them there in the first place by elevating a gift higher than character. Attendant talks about the underground work in our character and in our integrity that will help us to move better in our purpose. I've had shoulder issues before and the tendons in my shoulder. The thing about it is you wouldn't know about it until I try and do something. When I try and do something, this particular movements that I can do if I just hang my arm by my side, you wouldn't know that there are tendon issues. But when I step out and try and do something, what happens is the issues with my tendons restrict what it is that I'm trying to do. Some of you are trying to rush the process through the tendon stage because you want to get to the stage where it all starts looking good on the outside. But God says, if you're patient through the tendon stage, it'll make your exterior stage a lot stronger because you'll have the character and the integrity that you're going to need in order to be what it is that I've called you to be. Someone praise God for the tendon stage that's doing a work that's under the surface that no one knows about. Purity in your private life will be power in your public life. Doing what's right when no one else is around. Living right. Practicing just day to day, just raw integrity, being a man or woman of God. Like Solomon said, I want to be able to discern what is right and what is wrong. Knowing what's right and what's wrong. Knowing what you live for and what you don't live for. Knowing what you stand on and what you refuse to stand on. I want to tell you it's powerful. It's the tendon work. We've got too many Christians falling by the wayside because they've got spiritual tendonitis where everything's great on the outside, but on the inside there are issues in the character and integrity. God is calling you to a supernatural purpose and in order for you to get there and be what God has called you to be, you've got to go through the tendon stage. Are you still with me? Real quickly, I'm going to get through this, I promise. The second thing that he says is, he says, I'm going to put, once I do the tendon work, he says, I'm going to bring flesh. I'm going to bring flesh upon you. I'm going to fatten you up a little bit. Come on, some of you are like, I don't want that. Listen, (laughs) In, in order for us to step into our supernatural purpose, We've got to be fattened up a little bit in the spirit. It's talking about a level, a level of depth in our prayer life. A level of depth and understanding in the word. Paul put it like this and being uh, put it like this in Hebrews 5:13. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant, he's not acquainted with the teachings about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature. 
The next stage after that tendon stage is that flesh, the stage where your flesh, you start to fatten up a little bit in your spirit. Where you start to, you start to get some flesh, some flesh in your faith. Well, your faith is not paper thin. It's not just going to fall apart. You can't just break through it through any difficult situation. Your faith has got a little bit of depth to it that you can't be rocked and rattled and shaken real easy. You've got some depth in your faith that only comes through walking through some stuff. Some fat Christians. Turn to someone and say, you need to fatten up a little bit. Knowing what it is to have a prayer life. That's not sporadic, that, that, that doesn't sort of come and go, a prayer life that is daily. Knowing what it is to have some scriptures uh, that just roll off that you can speak out over your situation, declare over your family. I'm talking about, so we need some fat Christians, come on. Some Christians that have got in the Word, that are full of the Word, that are full of prayer, that when you walk out of your house, you're carrying a little bit. <laughs> Don't look at anyone. <laughs> just make it weird. You still with me? My time's up, but whatever. I'm nearly there. Flesh. The third one. Look at this. I'm going to put sinews on you. I'm going to work on the tendons. I'm going to fatten you up a little bit. Look at this. Then I'm going to cover you. I'm going to cover you with skin. I'm going to bring you, once I've done the tendon work, And once I've fattened you up a little bit, I'm going to bring you under the covering of something. There's something powerful when we know what it is to be someone undercover. To be somebody that is with all of our gifting and and all of our different things that we have and dreams and desires is something powerful when you come under the covering of a spiritual authority in your life. If you want to be, if you want to step into the supernatural purpose that God has called you to, I want to tell you He has also called you to come under a supernatural covering that He's called you to be positioned under. It's not restrictive. See, we think of it as it's restrictive. It's actually not. It's protective and it's empowering. And you want to, you have to understand if you want to step into your supernatural purpose, you've got to know what it is to be undercover. You'll never be in authority until you learn what it is to come under authority. I've seen too many young people that will go to conference after conference and they'll run down the front and they'll scream and say, Jesus, I want you, Jesus, I love you. But they go home and they cannot obey their parents. They're praying and they're screaming, God, save my school. But then you can't keep your room clean when mum says, clean your room. Come on, parents, I'm helping you. Give me a break. I want to tell you, you will you stagnate the growth of your Christian life when you refuse to come under covering. Children, you've got to be submitted to the covering of your parents. I was under the covering of my parents until I got married. I was a 34-year-old man. But before I got married, I was still under the covering of my parents. Listen, I didn't live at home. I didn't live in their roof, but I understand spiritual authority and I was under their covering. The Bible says that if you honour your mother and father, that you'll live a long life. 
Come on, honouring your parents will do something better for you than Botox will do. I know it'll look, it'll make you look longer, but it'll... I've got to get some too, by the way, so... But there's, there, there, listen, God is positioned and there's, there's a whole another sermon in there I, want, I don't want to go into, but I want to tell you that it is powerful. Wives, children, when you come under the covering, under the covering of your husband, under the covering, he's the head of the home, under the covering of the leaders that are in your church, that God has positioned you under, whether it's small group leaders or men's leaders or divine leaders, there is protection there and there is a work that God is doing there. It took me a long time to work through this process in my life. I was a young punk that thought I knew it all and came in and didn't want to come under anyone and was rebellious before I got saved. But then when I understood it, I came under covering and and my, my purpose, the, the supernatural purpose that was upon my life was fast-tracked because I knew what it was to be submitted to the authority that God had put under me. This is, this is great teaching right here. This will save you a lot of headache and heartache. Knowing what it is to be submitted. Philippians 2.8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient. This is speaking of Jesus. Jesus came under the covering of God the Father. He said it even when he was in the, in the, in the garden. You know the story. He says, not my will, but your will be done. I submit to your covering. The last thing, keys better come or we're going to be here till Christmas. The last thing that he says is, I'm going to put breath in you. word breath is that, that Hebrew word roach. Means the spirit, means the spirit of God. You can do all these things. You can be integrous, do right, come under the covering, do all of these, go through all of these different things. But understand you can have all of that gifting, you can have all of those. Opportunities You might have worked, worked through each one of these things. But if you don't have the Spirit of God, the touch of God upon your life, the, the speaking of when it's talking of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit within you, you won't step into your supernatural purpose. It says that when He... Later on, he says, prophesied of the bread. In verse 8, indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered over them, but there was no breath in them. This, I think, is a picture of where a lot of churches are. That everything might look great. There might be so many things that are done right. All the T's are crossed, all the I's are dotted. Things are in row, but it lacks the touch of the Spirit of God. And I want to tell you, church, in order for you to step into what the supernatural calling and supernatural purpose that is upon your life, you've got to be someone that knows what it is, that once you've done all of these different things, you know what it is to put everything aside and say, Lord, if I don't have your supernatural touch upon my life, that Holy Spirit anointing upon me, I can't do what you've called me to do. That at the end of the day, when it's all done and we've, we've gone through all of the different things and we've got everything right, 
we still are at that place of complete emptiness. So we say, Lord, it's not because of my integrity this is going to happen. It's not because I'm undercover this is going to happen. It's not because I know how to pray and know my word this is going to happen. It's going to happen because you, Holy Spirit, are going to come and fill me afresh and empower me to be what it is that you called me to be. Come on, give God praise or I'm going to have to keep preaching. Come on, how many of you are hungry for the touch of God? Come on, how many of you recognise that what's upon your life? It's not natural, it's supernatural. You need the Holy Spirit touch of God upon you. I need His presence. I need it each and every time I I go to do anything and we can prepare and we can plan and we can do all of the different things. But at the end of the day, if we're we're doing all of those things, we're going in our strength. And when you go in your strength, understand your strength is great. You might be gifted. you, You may have an ability upon your life. Your strength is great. And you know what? Your strength will produce something. It will. The Bible says that the gifts of God are without repentance. Which means there's unsaved people that have God-given gifting and ability that are achieving great things. But they're not supernatural things. Zechariah 4 verse 6, he said, It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit. How are you going to step into your supernatural purpose it's being submitted to the Holy Spirit and the touch of God upon your life and saying Lord I can't do this on my own I need your touch right across this room I want us to all stand to our feet thank you for listening to this week's podcast we hope you are blessed